In the wake of the Kynes' colonial expansion, the Venture of Europe had built themselves vast fortunes on the back of slavery and exploitation. Already parasites upon the mortal society, most of these kindred had no qualms about reaping the benefits of the inhumane treatment of other people under the banners of the European nations. And so they quickly established themselves as the richest clan in the Camarilla. And with the rise of Britain as the dominant power of the 19th century, many Ventru traveled far and wide establishing new domains for themselves in lands such as India, South Africa, Macau and more. In India, the Danava, a Ventru bloodline, had long been in existence before the arrival of these European bluebloods. Their origin is very much an object of debate, some even claiming that the Ventru are an errant bloodline offshoot from their own main clan. The Danava remained an influential group until the Victorian age, after which they seem to have faded into obscurity. At the beginning of the 20th century, Teutonic Ventru, under Hardestatten Robert Cross, saw Germany rise as yet another great power under the leadership of Chancellor Bismarck. And although Bismarck managed a unification quite on his own, the Ventru kept a close watch over him as the Sabbat and other backwards-thinking kindred tried to get rid of him. It seemed at the time that Europe was in a never-ending era of success and growth, and the Ventru could not have been more pleased, their influence and iron grip, both on the mortal as well as the kindred realm. But then a shot rang out, and the world fell into its bloodiest conflict so far. The Ventru saw their investments, their factories and holdings bombed, and Germany's nascent rise, and Hardestat and Robert's aspirations with it, were halted and crushed. And for many kindred, the destruction wrought by the First World War left a bad taste in their mouths, and they left for America, largely untouched by the war and a burgeoning economy in its own right. Many still remained in Europe, however, and with the rise of the post-war fascist movement, so too did they see a chance to rebuild what had been lost. Mussolini's promise of a new Roman Empire appealed to many of the older Ventru who longed for the days when Rome, and its domain, was theirs to rule. And in Germany, Hitler attracted younger Ventru, who saw in him a figure equal to their elders Mussolini. Hitler, however, turned out to be nigh impossible for the kindred to influence, and while these Ventru may have initially benefited greatly from the industrial economy that the Nazis built, the war that soon followed turned their success into ashes. The clan was splintered, as nearly every nation participating in the Second World War had Ventru deeply invested in them. Cooperation between clan members collapsed quickly as it became every kindred for themselves, and as the smoke settled America and the Ventru who left for it turned out to be the strongest ones standing, rivaled only perhaps by the Soviet Union. While the Bruja of Russia were the most powerful clan in the USSR, there were still several influential Ventru in the Eastern Blocs. But as the Iron Curtain fell and the Union dissolved, these Ventru found themselves significantly weakened in comparison to their Western counterparts and many of them have since then turned to organized crime to keep some semblance of power, intruding on Bruja turf and sparking bloody mob wars in their wake. And as the Red Scare grew in the US, the Ventru found that they could quickly and easily rid themselves of uncooperative kind with mere insinuations and planted evidence, and they worked hard to weaken unions and other civil rights organizations, seeing them as a threat to their monolithic power. But with the Anarch rising in California, throwing the Camarilla out and establishing the Anarch Free States, not to mention many East Coast cities becoming bloody battlegrounds against the Sabbat, the Ventru of America are becoming desperate. There are calls for unification of a crusade, if you will, against the enemies of their clan and sect. But few European Ventrues see a reason to pick up their swords once more, what with their own holdings being secure and all. 
Thus, some visionary bluebloods are seeking the true elders of their clan, the likes of Camilla, Mithras or Lysander, in order to find strong leadership for a clan now fractured by infighting and petty conflicts of interest. Ventru considered themselves ordained by Cain, well ordained anyway, to guide their sibling clans, quite similar to the divine right claimed by the feudal kings of Europe. Although the noblesse obliged that comes with it demands they do so not as tyrants, but as fair and benevolent rulers. For all kindred sworn to the Camarilla, the Ventru amass power and influence in order to better serve them. Regardless of whether you buy this explanation or not, it is no lie that the Ventru often go to great lengths to preserve the status quo of this particular house of cards. They prove, time and time again, that they truly believe in their sect. Naturally, this graciousness does not extend to those outside of the Camarilla, the Anarchs having thrown that particular baby out with the bathwater, and the Sabbat deserving nothing but the worst dealt to them. Dignitas is another concept uniquely Ventru. Your dignitas is the sum total of your existence and of your deeds, good or bad, honorable, dishonorable. Your reputation, your very name is defined by it. And while other clans may appreciate status, few pursue it with such intent as the Ventru. The loss of dignitas frightens some of them more than the threat of final death itself. For a clan so concerned with their lineage and history, becoming known as weak or impotent is a risk that could bring even the most cold-blooded patrician to the brink of frenzy. Dignitas is not scored in points, it is wholly intangible. All that matters is how Alventru achieves their goals. If done the proper way, through personal victories not at the expense of their clanmates or decorum, it weighs more heavily. Ventru is, after all, an old clan, and they value traditions. Any Ventru caught wrongfully accusing another of poor conduct or dishonorable practices may face severe repercussions should their falsehood come to light. Ventru take their dignitas very seriously, and an insult to one's honor is not a slight easily brushed aside. Another Ventru thing, the ethic of succor, demands that any Ventru aid another if they are threatened. This tradition is rarely broken, often begrudgingly upheld, but some Ventru are capable of arguing around it, convincing the rest of their clan that their resources are best served not thrown at a lost cause. Still, no Ventru ought to willingly deny another sucker, because to do so is not only to incur their wrath, but also ensure that when they are in danger, their fellow Ventru will remember this slight. A Ventru who calls upon succor when no true threat exists runs the risk of losing much dignitas as they are perceived to be prone to hysterics and incompetence, and issues between Ventru may even come to be settled by the Directorate. A neonate denying a prince may be bloodbond or even destroyed, while in the opposite case the prince may merely be levied with a fine or a minor boon. The Ventru are polite creatures, their politeness belying a predator's thirst for power. What might seem like a pleasant exchange between old comrades can be a battlefield of wits, words expertly picked to prick their opponent to death with niceties and false flattery. A bruja who complains of Aventru's rigid, overly polite way of speaking as being insincere is half right. It is sincere, although the intention is often far from congenial. Discipline is a virtue valued by the Ventru who would consider a loss of control, especially at a social gathering, simply too dark of a stain on their dignitas to bear. It is no secret that clan Ventru have long chosen to embrace the powerful, or at least the ones used to wielding power. And for a large part of the western world's history, those were men, and white. 
although more recently embraced patricians do differ greatly, many Ventru making no difference where the money and power comes from, older Ventru tend to be from a very specific group of people. That does not necessarily mean that women or minorities are not embraced, but that Ventru is in many ways still a boys club, especially among the more set in their ways elders of the clan. And since many older Ventru also tend to be quite powerful, few can challenge these prejudices in their domain without risking unlife, or arguably worse, their dignitas. But this could be a perfect motivator for a younger Ventru to fight the system from the inside, or even turn an arc, disgusted by their elders' bigotry. Ventru generally care much more for institutions and ideas than they do for the individual. To others this appears cruel and unusual, but to the Ventru, used to carefully maintaining and pruning noble families like prized hounds, it ultimately matters very little if a few people happen to die in the process of maintaining something greater. This callous nature is a major source for the other clan's distrust of the Bluebloods. If a Ventru thinks a goal is worthwhile enough, no one, not even their own childer, may get in the way of them achieving it. In fact, Many Ventru are rather quick to forget that they were once human themselves, often easily falling into a mindset that the kind are only worthwhile as a collective, the individual mattering so little it is not worth the time or energy to care. There are a myriad of clan titles, traditions, rules of etiquette and the like within the ancient and venerable clan of Ventru, and seeing as we're out of time for now, if you would like me to do another video on the Ventru in the future, do let me know in the comments. In my next video I will discuss blood bonds and the many ways it occurs in kindred society as well as the forbidden act of diablory, the consumption of another kindred's very soul. I would like to thank my neonate patrons and the Ancella Edward Reed for their continued support of my work. And thank you for listening. Be careful out there, for Gehenna may soon be upon us.